Hello and welcome to Nested Folders. My name is Rosemary Orchard and I am here today with the lovely Scotty Jackson. Hello, Scotty. Happy New Year, Rose. How are you? Yeah, happy new I, I'm great. Happy New Year to you as well. Oh yeah. This is it's it's a whole new new year, new me. It's, it's new everything, is it? Nah. <laughs> yeah, lots of new things. Uh because, you know, why why not do something new for the start of a new year? It sounds like a it sounds like a good plan. Uh Speaking of plans. Yeah, I mean, today's topic is indeed planning, because as you once said, the key is to have a plan so that you know what you're changing when you change it. And I love that. Well, I, it, it's interesting because I think in some disciplines, you know, a plan is seen as this sort of concrete has to be this way kind of thing. Like, And I guess that's true if you're dealing in legal or maybe architectural matters or like, yeah, this plan has got to be the way it's got to be. But when you're dealing with, you know, information or planning or ideas, boy, oh boy, can you ever be fluid about that? And I think it's, I think it's cool to find ways to honor that. Yes. And as as you said, you know, if you've not got a plan, you've got no idea what you're changing. Um, and that's when you really start to feel like you're losing control for everything. That's absolutely it. So it's it's great to have this sort of touchstone of, of a plan uh, that you can come back to and you can use. It doesn't have to be that that guides your every decision, uh, but, it, but it serves as a reference point for the decisions you've made so far. And that's just it. You need to be able to to see what you've done so that you can reflect on it and, and decide if you're making progress, not making progress, if you're happy with your progress, unhappy with your progress and, and use that. Because as you said, that that's your touchstone for, for going further with your project. So when I, I think there's like kind of two discrete parts as, we, as I sort of think about this, as we're talking through it, and there's kind of like the creation of a plan and then there's the management of the plan afterwards so yeah. uh, how do you go about um l- l- starting with like plan creation like what what do you use to formulate a plan it really depends on what i'm doing so i, I recently uh, took over a company uh when works and i started with just good old-fashioned idea dump because there are so many ideas and people are sending you ideas and the, you know, you, you stop and you go to the bathroom and you have an idea and you're there going, well, like, I don't have a pen and I only have toilet paper anyway to write this down. So what do I do? Uh, so Apple Watch Capture came to the rescue. Um, and mm. so I start by just, you know, good old fashioned capturing everything. Um, and I ended up doing this in a mixture of paper and digital. And I'm currently, I, I'm afraid, still in the process of trying to figure out exactly what all this means for this plan. But after... I've done that. Depending on the project, I'll, I'll usually move it into some kind of software to to actually manage my project so that I can see, you know, where it's going. Gotcha. Yeah. What do you do? Uh, I mean, like for me, I I tend to write a lot, um, and I and I love to write in plain text uh, or Markdown. So uh, drafts, IA writer, uh, those are my my best pals uh, when it comes to like thinking through a plan uh, and then I use agenda to store things. But like, I, th- I think the most valuable tool for me is remembering what even comprises a plan. So I-, I feel like I have a plan if I know what the outcome I'm trying to drive towards is. Um, and if I have, you know, maybe not necessarily even stated, but at least implied or understood like operating parameters or, 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 or principles that I'm working with, um, that I know what, what constraints I have. So whether that's, you know, uh, timelines or tools available or people available or, 
money or whatever that might be? What, what kind of constraints do I, do I have? And do I have an understanding of what they are? Um, who other people, you know, what other people might need to be involved and how I involve them. Um, and, and maybe even milestones too. Like, so here, here, here are some points along the way towards that outcome Yes, that I think I, I, I would want to, I would want to hit. And then if nothing else in, in kind of, like what you said with capture is I love a, a, a capture list of like, here are the questions that I have that are unknowns. So, uh, you know, maybe part of my plan is recognizing here are the parts of the plan that I don't know yet. Um, but I have that, you know, clearly and explicitly articulated so that I, you know, if nothing else, I know to come back to, to that in order to make my plan more robust. Yes, and that's exactly it for me, especially right now with with the new projects. I'm there going, okay, well, I have a lot of gaps to fill in, so I'm trying to figure out what gaps it is that I need to fill in. And for that, I've been figuring out what my what my structure is for this particular project because every project has some kind of structure or probably needs some kind of structure. That could be as simple as, you know, just a list of do this, do that, do the other thing, and then you're done. That That's your project. Or in the case of something more complex, you know, you have milestones and you have features associated with those milestones, and then you have tasks associated with those features, which are associated mm-hmm. with milestones, which are then associated with the final product or products. Um, and, and trying to understand your, your structure, I think, is a crucial part of that plan. Um, because if you don't have that plan, then you're just running around. And the first couple of weeks when I was looking at this, trying to figure out where where do I go next? You know, it is very much like right. I, I have a lot of blank spaces here, but I don't know where all my blank spaces are. And that for me is a concern because then I don't have a plan. Yeah, that's 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 and that's good to be aware, I guess, of where your where your risk parts uh, of of making or having a plan appear. Uh, so that's yours for me. Um, I tend to, uh, be not awesome at making my plan shareable so that other people can be brought inside my thinking. I have this bad, um, (laughs) mental model of if, if it's in my brain, then everyone must know. Um, so I, I have to do a better job of getting my plan to a shareable state. Um, so, uh, one of the ways that I do that is in, in, in parting, part of making a plan for me is also recognizing like what art of, what are the artifacts that are going to come out of this, this project or this, this endeavor. And, and those artifacts might be, you know, documentation or uh, maps or um, mind maps or lists or presentations. And then thinking, you know, do I have an artifact in here that will adequately cover off the need to share this information with other people and so that 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 needs to be at my onset yeah and i think that there's something really powerful about making your plan shareable even if you are the only person working on your plan because by the act of going through this this is the rubber duck um, debugging technique that's often used by programmers (laughs) explaining something to somebody else allows you to understand it better yourself and in the case of a project plan it allows you to see that massive gaping hole that you thought was absolutely 110% covered and now you've realized it's not covered there's no way it's covered um and but by explaining it to somebody else or making it shareable 
you you found that and you can fix it and you can deal with it. Um, and it also means that if at some point later down the line you do want to involve somebody else or somebody comes to you and says, hey, you did this before. How did you do it? I need to do the same thing. You you have something that you can share with them. That is that is such a good point. I I don't think I've thought about it that way, but you're you're absolutely right. And as as you talked about that, I started hearing hearing these things of you know if you want to learn, teach, and and I think that's 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 really such a powerful uh, concept of making it shareable, even if it's not intended to be shared. I, I think I'm going to have to adopt that into my workflow here. And this is something that I, I found as well, because by making it shareable, you're changing the format. And one of the reasons why I love Airtable and it comes up so much is because you can have data in one format in a table, for example, but then you can switch it to a Kanban view or a gallery view or a calendar view. And just by switching that view as well, that gives you a different perspective. And you know, making it shareable is another way of changing the view so that you can do that. And it also means that you're going to have better documentation, which for some projects is absolutely crucial to making it work. Of course, it depends on the project. Um, but for a lot of things, having some documentation on what it is that you need to do and what is it that you would do if this fails is A, going to be better for the project and B, better for you because then you are not worrying about it because you've already written down worst case scenario, this happens and the consequence of this is that. Right. And and that's that's a powerful uh, a powerful thing is is uh, having uh, mitigation for things that haven't happened yet, having pre-thought that and not just pre-thinking it, but like you said, take the time to write it down and, and store it. I mean, as the old saying goes, if the only tool you have is an internet connected computing device, every problem starts to look like an air table. So, I mean, if, 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 if I mean, if, if, if it's air table or even if it's just, you know, a plain text document or a table in uh in a in a in a in a google document or in a spreadsheet whatever whatever it is whatever you're comfortable with taking the time to think through uh what are the problems i might encounter and what am i going to do when i encounter them uh, this is i mean your kind of classic risk register or issue log as you know, if you're if you're of the project management discipline but for you know, the the rest of us who are just you know trying to go about our lives, get things done, and find ways to be happy, um, a, a much more basic, you know, th- th- mental model or, or or you know written model about that is is just fine. Yes, and that's one of these things. You can go super basic. The way that I'm starting out with this project right now is everything is on paper. I went back to super basics. I got a file fax. Um, I had one in a drawer, fortunately, with plenty of paper. Um, and I've just put stuff in there and I'm shuffling it around and figuring it out. And I know this isn't going to be sustainable long term, but you know, just figuring out something to get you started is always the key point to get that plan rolling because otherwise it's just a collection of ideas in your head and if they're just floating around in your head coming and going you're gonna start to feel stressed about not having those captured which is why you build your plan exactly and and externalizing everything kind of like how you said you know making something shareable changes the way that you're engaging with it even just externalizing it from your mind changes the way in which you you see it and engage with it so even if it's something that uh, I think is going to be terribly self-evident forever and for always. I must write it down because A, I'm probably wrong and it won't actually be self-evident for always. Or B, I might change my mind. Or C, I might uh, 
I might actually continue to operate that way always. That's fine, but I've taken the time to discreetly write down that that's the way I'm operating at this point. Yes. And also by writing it down, it allows you to, you know, take a step back and go away and not think about it for a while. And then when you come back, you can do the next steps, which are evaluating parts of your plan. So when whenever I'm coming up with ideas and figuring out things and they're going, yeah, this would be awesome. And I absolutely have to have this. But if I give myself some time and some space to reflect on this, then I can suddenly see that, hey, this feature that I thought was super crucial is actually a nice to have. Um, but these three things here are absolutely necessary for the success of the project. So I should put those first and work on those. Um, and then the nice to haves can take a bit of a backseat until I get around to them. Absolutely. And and I think this is this is where, you know, and it's funny because I'm talking about here are all the elements that I like to have as part of a plan. It might sound that I'm pretty rigid about it, but I'm like what you just described, super fluid about my plan. Like all of this is up for grabs and all of this can change at any moment. But, you know, like you said at the, at the beginning, if you have a plan, you know what all is changing when you make a change. So it's fine to change any of the assumptions or parameters or milestones or anything. That's cool. But having a plan helps you also understand uh, what the value is in making changes and what the, you know, maybe uh, intended or unintended effects of a certain change might become. Absolutely. And it also allows you to, especially if you have a, a timeline associated with this, you know, is there an explicit deadline where this has to be done by? Because if you have a deadline and you can see, okay, so I have 28 things in my list right now, and I have a deadline of in two weeks time. There's no way I can do 28 things. You can really start to go, well, this is actually more of a nice to have than a necessary for success um, item, or this is a absolutely crucial feature, but I can't do it until I've done this. And it helps your plan emerge by having all of these things written down because you can suddenly see dependencies and shuffle things around in a different way just by the art of transforming it. Well, that's that's exactly right. And I mean, if there's going to be change in your world outside of your plan. The, what matters to you can change. What matters to other people can change. What is happening in given industries can change. What is happening in uh, some of your relationships or uh, family matters or household can change. Like uh, All of these environmental variables. Uh, so being able to have... Um, a, a sense of what your plan is so that you can adapt to those. Uh, it, it's vital. You know, like you said, you know, when your deadline is fast approaching and you've got a whole bunch of things to do, uh, you're going to have to pick which ones you don't. And yeah. it's giving yourself a framework to be able to make those decisions by virtue of having a plan, like having a plan helps you change the plan. Really? Yes. Absolutely. And you shouldn't worry about your plan being perfect or sticking 100% to your plan. Uh, to quote parts of the Caribbean, they're more like guidelines anyway, because let's face mm -hmm. it, who has uh, had a project that for 100% from start to finish has gone exactly as planned? I see a lot of people sitting on their hands, at least in my head. Um, so, you know, you, you've got to just accept that life is going to happen to you, whether or not you're making plans, because life is what happens when you're busy making plans. So don't worry about your plan being perfect. Your plan is supposed to evolve and adapt. Um, but by having a plan, especially if you're, you know, you're working on something for somebody else and they come and they say, oh, yes, but I need this. 
because you've got a plan, you can say, well, if you want this and you want this by this date, that means that all of these other things aren't going to get done. Are you still happy with this? And if you don't mm-hmm. have a plan, then it's very easy to accidentally over end up overcommitting yourself. Um, and nobody likes being overcommitted and working until four o'clock in the morning every day for a week. It makes you into a person who's very cranky and chocolate deprived because you didn't have time to go to the supermarket either. Not that I'm speaking from experience here. And, right. uh, you know, you, you can present options better and it gives you a sense of confidence because you know what's involved with what you're doing right now. Totally. And, 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 um, and then as we think about um, the tools that we employ um, to do that, um, having that fit with the way you operate generally too, I think is, is so important. So like f- for me, I mean, that, that means that a lot of my planning is going to emerge from an OmniFocus because heck, that's the yeah. tool that I use to manage all of my tasks. So, but, you know, as we've talked about, having a plan is more than that uh, C actions versus reference material episode 12. So uh, I've got, you know, a, a agenda where I store all of my uh, information. I'm doing a lot more writing in drafts and then, and then sending to uh, a variety of, you know, destinations, depending on what it is that I'm, I'm writing. Uh, but I also have to honor the fact that, you know, at work we use G Suite. So that means I've, I've got to make a plan to uh, haha, uh, incorporate documentation via Google Docs and storing assets on Google Drives and so on so that other people can get to them. Um, and then I've also been exploring, you know, OmniPlan because, you know, for the for the uh, larger projects that have, you know, mapped dependencies and known durations and maybe multiple different people participating that you need to, you know, load balance your resourcing, all that classic project management stuff. Uh, I, I'm, I'm playing with that for some of the more complex plans, but I'm also finding that um, that's even still maybe a little bit heavy handed. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you mentioned the various different views that you're using in Airtable. Um, what, you know, what other tools have you been looking at to try and ch- resolve the issue of, you know, how much you've got in, in paper right now, or is paper yeah. maybe a beneficial thing to have right now? I don't know. Well, I mean, paper is certainly giving me uh, a good idea of what I'm doing with this particular project because at some point this book is going to get too big to carry around and too heavy and I am not going to be able to fit any more paper into those physical rings, um, at which point I will have a choice, buy a new binder or find a new system. I have a feeling that finding a new system is probably going to be the appropriate approach, but that doesn't mean I'm mm. going to get rid of paper entirely. Uh, but like you, for many things, I, I go back to my good old standby OmniFocus because pretty much everything is in there. And I say pretty much because I have projects which I'm currently planning in Trello. I have quite a few things in Omni Outliner. Um, I do have my my lists, in, task paper lists in uh, GitHub or both Someday Maybe and for a few other projects which are much further out you know, I'm planning them, but I'm I'm not working on them. And of course, Airtable, my good old standby. Um, but I I've tried doing I've uh, there's an app on set up. It's called Taskheat, and I love the idea of this app because you create a task and you create a bunch of dependencies, and you know you can create projects and all sorts of things. And it looks awesome, but it currently has no sync, which is rather a deal breaker for me because I do need something that it, the minimum. On the devices that it's on, it's on all of them, and I have the mm-hmm. same content everywhere. Um, right. And ideally, I need something that I can also use on my iPad. 
My preferred thing is it also needs to be available offline, which Airtable isn't. I also had a brief fling with Notion recently because that seemed pretty darn awesome and cool. And it's kind of like Airtable and Evernote had a baby, but with good things rather than bad results. Um, and I like the sound of it. But for the moment, what I'm trying with the Wemworks project is I'm putting things in Airtable and breaking it down there because... Um, those different views are really helpful, and I like that I don't have to export my tasks to different systems to be able to figure these things out. Um, and they recently added a um, Gantt view as well, which uh, I may find useful. But especially when I'm first planning a project, I need to be super freeform. Uh, I tried, I think it was Zoho Projects the other day, and I added a milestone, and it wanted me to add a deadline. And that was the point where I deleted my project and closed the application and that was it. Um, because I don't know right now when things are going to get done because I'm still in the super early planning stages, reading through code, figuring out what on earth I've taken on here. Um, and coming to terms with all of this, if, if a project piece of project management software wants to force me to assign deadlines to things, uh, that that's not going to help because I until I've got everything in there, I can't possibly figure that out. Like I have right. no way to figure that out yet. And, and but this is this is good to know, uh, as, as kind of like what your own requirements are yes. for making a plan. Like here 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 are the things that I'm going to need from my tools. Um, you know whether that's you know sync or working offline or super freeform or super structured. Um, knowing what works for you and knowing what kind of tool you will therefore need uh, can be really conducive to being able to get in and m make a plan. Cause I, mm -hmm. a tool should not be the point of friction for where it comes yeah. to making a plan. What the plan needs to be should be the point of friction. Like that should be, that yes. should be the hard part. So uh, in as much as you can make um, working with tools, a natural feeling thing, I think that really helps. Yes. Um, though there is something to be said for, you, you called OmniPlan to some extent heavy-handed, you know, having a project piece of project management software that says, you know, this goes in this box and this goes in this box and you have to define this for this. That can be really useful, especially, um, you know, for, for some kinds of projects, you know, the things that you, that maybe, you know, they're, they're projects that repeat on a somewhat regular basis and there are just a few changes every time. You know, when you've got information, it's great. But when you're still at the stage where you're basically rolling dice to try and guess how long you think something is going to take, mm -hmm. it's more useful to have something a little bit freer um, uh, to the point where no structure may be a good idea. But depending on how your brain works, maybe no structure is a bad thing. So you need to pick what works for you. Absolutely. And what works for the plan and project at hand too, because not all projects are the same. You know, like you said, some projects are going to call for a heavy, it, it's a heavy handed project. You need heavy handed tools. Um, uh, others, you know, m maybe less so depending on the complexity of the project, the familiarity of that you have with the stuff that you're working with or the people that you're working with, um, you know, environmental constraints about, you know, who all needs to be in on this and, and in, in what ways do they participate? Um, all of these different things play into a decision. So I don't think there's necessarily a universal answer for everyone. There's not even a universal answer for me, right? It, no. it depends on what I'm, what I'm working with. I think a lot. Yes. Um, and of course, if you, if you're working somewhere and they have prescribed project management software that everybody has to use, then at some point your project is going to have to be in there, preferably before you get into trouble. Um, but what you do up until that point 
is, of course, open to you. So that's another thing to keep in mind. You know, maybe there is prescribed project management software that you need to use, but you don't have to put everything in there to start with. Um, and you can try all of these approaches or none of them and come up with carving your own totally new path. Um, and that's okay. You just have to figure out what works for you so that you can get things to the point where you can share them and or do them. Of course. And you only know what works for you when you know what your operating principles and constraints and, and requirements look like. So yeah. taking the time to reflect on that, and, I, and I'm not meaning to suggest that like I have an 80-page document that clearly articulates my life purpose and values. I just mean that <laughs> There taking, is no manual for Scotty Jackson? There is not. That would be I need a refund. Frightening. Oh my God. <laughs> it's all user error. Um, I, I think when you, when, but you take the time to reflect on that to the point at which you're comfortable anyway. And probably a lot of it happens unconsciously, but, but bring, bringing at least some of that into the consciousness, I think is, is valuable because then you're, you, even if it doesn't change the decisions you make or the way you approach planning or the way you approach managing a plan later, uh, you've, you've taken the time to think about it. And, and so it, it validates that you're on the right trail. Absolutely. And of course, something else to bear in mind is, you know, as we said, every project can be different. So if you end up using different tools for different projects, it's totally okay. I, I would caution you to perhaps think if you're using a different tool for every single project and you're never using the same tool twice, that maybe you need to have a look at what you're doing because are your projects really that different or are you using planning as an excuse to procrastinate? Um, because mm -hmm. I may or may not be guilty of this. Okay, I'll be honest. I'm completely guilty of this. I, I love to use different tools all the time. Um, and it's great fun. But at some point, you do have to stop planning and start doing. That's exactly. And there was a great recent episode of the GTD podcast. I'll find the episode and, and put it in show notes. Um, where David Allen talks about the value of fire, ready, aim. Because if you wait until you're ready to start doing, you're never going to do because you're never really going to be fully ready. Like no. there's just too much change in the universe. So you've got to get going and start on something to fully appreciate and even understand what it is you're going to be doing. And, and yes. I think that that's a, a, a really cool framework for thinking. Definitely. And I think that's a pretty good point to end the show on as well, actually, because why not plan and then go and do? So we've done some planning. I feel like maybe we need to do some doing. Go get, get out there and do some doing. Uh, <laughs> yes. That sounds good to me. So uh, Rosemary Orchard, where would people find you on the internet? Uh, the best place to find me is rosemaryorchard.com. That has links to all of the various different things that I do, of which the various is becoming many. Uh, <laughs> and links to follow me on social media, including Twitter, where you can send me some feedback from the show if you like, at Rosemary Orchard. Scotty, where can people find you? I am found at heyscottyj.com or by the same name at heyscottyj on the Twitter and Instagram. And the podcast, of course, can be found at nestedfolderspodcast.com. There are links to subscribe in pretty much every podcast application I could find out there. And, of course, you can find us on Twitter, where we are at nestedfolders, and we love your feedback. So please keep sending that in. It's great to hear about people listening. It really is. Uh, we appreciate everyone listening. We hope your new year is off to a great start already. And keep on planning and keep on doing. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Thanks, Rose. We'll see you in two weeks.